Welcome to day two of week four of our look through the book of Joshua. We're going to look at uh, portions of chapters 10 through 11 today. We're talking about the strategies that Satan uses against us, using as a backdrop the kinds of battles and strategies that were used against Joshua as an example to us of how we fight daily battles. And yesterday we talked about the strategies of alliances against you and the need to let the Lord fight for you, the strategies of Satan trying to deceive you and the need to get God's counsel. Today we begin with a third strategy that Satan has in our lives, and that's the strategy to exhaust you. It's the strategy of defeat by means of a thousand daily battles. In chapter 10, verses 29 to 43, you see this series of small battles that Joshua has to fight. Let me just read portions of that passage of Scripture, beginning in verse 29. Then Joshua and all Israel with him moved on from Makedah to Libnah and attacked it. The Lord also gave that city and its king into Israel's hand. The city and everyone in it Joshua put to the sword. He left no survivors there. Then Joshua and all Israel with him moved on from Libnah to Lachish. And he took up positions against it and he attacked it. And the Lord handed Lachish over to Israel. And then Joshua and all Israel with him moved from Lachish to Eglon. And they took up positions against it and attacked it. And then moving on, Joshua and all Israel went from Eglon to Hebron. And then down in verse 38, Joshua and all Israel turned and attacked Debir. Then down to verse 40, listen to what happened at the end of this. So Joshua subdued the whole region, including the hill country, the Negev, the western foothills, and the mountain slopes, together with all their kings. He left no survivors. Now, you look at these battles. There were a lot of small battles against a lot of small cities. It seems that they were fairly routine, maybe relatively easy. But don't be fooled into thinking that they were unimportant. The same thing can happen in our lives as believers. Many of us win the major battles, but we find defeat in the minor skirmishes and the minor irritations of life. So you handle a slanderous attack at work, but you explode when your child irritates you over some little thing when you get home. You handle a temptation to adultery, but you're defeated by what you choose to read and watch. Let me tell you about my greatest faith tester this week. You think it must be some great battle with demons, right? No, actually, it was tightening the water supply under a sink. And right where this sink was, every time I got under to tighten that water supply, I kept hitting my head on the edge of the cabinet. I felt like I hit my head a thousand times. And every time I hit my head, my, my faith was tested. Let me just tell you, there's something about those small irritations. There's something about those daily battles that can get us. We get our energy up for the big battles, but we have a big letdown for the small battles. So what's the secret to success? How do you win this? Well, we, we follow Joshua's strategy here. Did you see what he did? The counter strategy to Satan trying to exhaust you with all the little things of life is you leave no survivors. Joshua came through and he left no survivors. He didn't say, well, we'll skip that one or I'm busy today. He went through and he had victory in every battle. If Joshua had looked upon these as insignificant and he'd passed them by, these minor countries, city-states, would have eventually become his defeat. We often look at the minor, the smaller aspects of our life as, oh, they're insignificant, and we pass them by when it comes to our Christian lifestyle. And then these, these minor irritations begin to act like a spiritual water torture in our lives. They drive us to defeat, just drip, drip, drip. So you leave no survivors. What do I mean by that? You have no area of your life that's outside of the control of Christ's lordship. 
You don't think, well, that area I don't have to pray about. That area I don't have to worry about. It's every area. It's everything, the big and the small. There's importance to it all in our lives. In fact, if you take a close look at the New Testament, it has a very strong absolute victory message. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we're supposed to make our request to God. Not in big things, not in some things or most things, in everything. We're supposed to bring every thought captive to Christ. Not most thoughts, but every thought. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This idea of everything, every thought, all things, it's all through the New Testament. Now I know, you're gonna struggle to grow to bring everything to him. But what I'm inviting you to do in this battle is to struggle to grow to bring everything to him. Don't leave some small, seemingly small area outside of his control. Don't leave some seemingly small area outside of your prayers. Pray about it all. Realize God wants to be involved in it all. So when I'm hitting my head on a cabinet and getting mad about it, God wants to meet me right there and say to me, all right, I'll be with you here. Keep your heart with me. Don't let this affect your relationship with me or with anybody else. I'm with you even in this. Whatever you're facing today, God's with you even in that. The way to make sure life doesn't exhaust you is to realize that Jesus Christ wants to be a part of every part of your life. Another strategy that Satan has is to exhaust you. And then there's a fourth one that we see in these chapters, exemplified in the battles of Joshua. The fourth strategy is to destroy you. This is defeat by means of one great blow. The real crisis, the real, the real strong point in your life where it seems like everything is crumbling, everything is lost. Listen to what happens in chapter 11 to the people of Israel. When Jabin, king of Hazor, heard of this, he sent of the victories of Israel, he sent word to Jobab, king of Madon, to the kings of Shimron and Akshaph, and to the northern kings who were in the mountains, in the Arabah south of Kinnereth, in the western foothills, in the Nepheth door, and to the west, to the Canaanites in the east and the west, to the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, and Jebusites in the hill country, and to the Hivites below Hermon in the region of Mizpah. And they came out with all their troops and a large number of horses and chariots, a huge army, as numerous as the sand on the seashore. All these kings joined forces and made camp together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. Sometimes we have this waters of Miram moment in our lives where it feels like this isn't just a battle. This is the whole ball of wax. This is everything. Everything is against me. It's all about to be lost. That picture in, in verse 4, as many as the sands on the seashore, they pulled out all the stops. They came at Israel with everything that they had. And sometimes you feel like that's exactly what's happening to you in your life. Now, by the way, this happens to both believer and unbeliever. It doesn't happen just to believers. It happens to everybody in this world where everything falls apart all at once. Sometimes it is our fault, choices we've made. Sometimes it's just because we live in a sinful, fallen world. But in the case of a believer, not only are all the circumstances coming against you, maybe sometimes because of your faith. It may, as a believer, be because of some faith steps you've taken. Everything's coming against you, and Satan wants to use it to destroy your faith, to make you into a person of doubt rather than a person of faith. It's the sledgehammer. We face this sledgehammer sometimes in our lives, and we often face it just at the point of victory. It often happens. You're just getting on top of bitterness in your life, and then somebody wrongs you horribly, and you're tempted to go back into that well of bitterness. 
or you're just on the edge of victory over lust and someone practically throws himself at you, or you're just achieving victory over a drug addiction and suddenly everyone's clamoring to give you a fix, or there's that bottle right on the shelf where you could just pick it up. I just want you to take note, this is often Satan's final strategy. If he can't win any other way, he'd rather deceive you every time. He'd rather trick you into defeat because then, then you don't know he's doing it. But he's not above using this sledgehammer at the end. Often this strategy clearly reveals who he is. He is the evil one. He wants to mess up your life in relationship with God. But there is a counter strategy to this. Even when it seems like life is falling apart in this world, first of all, this world isn't all there is. So even when it does fall apart in this world, Jesus was crucified on a cross, remember. That's not the end of the story. But even when life is falling apart in this world, there is a counter strategy, and it is this. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Listen to what the Lord said to Joshua when all this army came against him. In verse 6, the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them, because by this time tomorrow, I will hand all of them over to Israel. So down in verse 7, so Joshua and his whole army came against them suddenly at the waters of Merom and attacked them, and the Lord gave them into the hand of Israel. Now, how do you let go of fear? Because life is scary sometimes. Circumstances are scary sometimes. How do you let go of fear? You look at God's love. The Bible says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear in 1 John. So the greatest weapon you have in your arsenal, the greatest weapon you have in the battles of life is the love of God because it will outlast anything else in your life, everything else that you're gonna face. The counter strategy is do not be afraid. Now, there's one final counter strategy I want to talk about as we end this couple of days at looking at the kinds of battles we face against Satan, and that is be willing to wage war a long time. In verse 18, chapter 11, verse 18, the Bible says, Joshua waged war against all these kings for a long time. That is a simple statement with deep truth for those of us who are involved in life's battles. Be willing to wage war a long time. If you expect to begin applying these principles completely and immediately in order to, to achieve some total victory by this time tomorrow, you are doomed to depression and defeat. Waging war takes a long time. Battles can be won daily, but the war will last your lifetime. So how do you fight a war that lasts a lifetime? You build a relationship with God because that's gonna last not only a lifetime, but also all the way into eternity. So how's the battle going in your life? The example of Joshua reminds us that you do not have to live a defeated life as a believer. Your new life of victory in Christ, you're going to be learning how to be more victorious in your life the rest of your life, but your new life of victory can begin, can begin right now. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray for myself. I pray for all of us, each of us. Lord, help us to choose today your victory. Help us to choose alliance with you. You're fighting for us. Help us to choose to seek your counsel. Help us to choose to see every area of our lives come under your control, your leadership. Help us to choose to not be afraid as we look at your love. Help us to choose these things, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.